Welcome into the Fairweather Podcast, where we discuss all things San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. How's everyone doing tonight? Welcome into the Fairweather Podcast. We are brought to you by the BGN Network uh, of podcasts, written work. Um, go check them out if you have plenty of time, uh, which we know most of you do. Uh, there are literally dozens and dozens of podcasts from USL and other soccer leagues that you can get caught up on and check out. Uh, so check them out. We are also brought to you by Roughneck Scarves. Um, so check them out as well. Uh, we're going to talk about small businesses and how we can support them uh, a little bit later. But first, Marissa, how you Hi. doing today? Yeah, I'm good. I am uh, adjusting to everyone being at home. I'm, I've been very, uh, uh, I've been working from home for years, so it's normal for me, but now there's more people and uh, more tweets, more comments, more posts on social. So I'm adjusting, but everything's good. I'm feeling fantastic. And How are you? Good. I'm, you know, same, same. Wife's working from home. Um, school's obviously not in session, so I am not there. Uh, and then we have a two-week spring break, and then it'll be teaching through the interwebs. So that should be fun to figure that out. Uh, Chris, we missed you last week, so we're glad to have you back. How are you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good, you know. Uh, this uh, social distancing thing is uh, is definitely very fun, right? Um, nah, man, uh, I'm doing well. The week's going well. Uh, you know, I've got a table full of, of snacks and uh, I'm just trying to figure out how to make them bougie. <laughs> put them on a wood board. Just put them on Cheetos on a wood board. It makes it sound yeah, fancier. A charcuterie board. Charcuterie board. I was about to say that. Yeah. And the voice. With some, che- with some Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> and Buffalo. Vo- yeah. Make one. Make a, a COVID, COVID uh, board. There you COVID go. Charcuterie board. Yeah. COVID put, uh, put Pringles on it and then mix it up so you have different flavors, right? Oh. Dude. I like this guy. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Like- Speaking of liking this guy, we have a guest on tonight. Uh, we're hoping to do this a little bit uh, going forward is bringing in some of our soccer friends uh, from around the USL. And tonight we are joined by John from Sacktown FC. How's it going tonight, John? It's going great, man. Uh, you know, being at home with the with the wife who's working from home and, and the, uh, the three kids has been a challenge. But uh, for the most part, it's been awesome. I, I'm really enjoying it. It's uh, nice. It's a, it's a different uh, pace. Nice. And uh, how long has Sacktown FC been in existence? We actually just started up uh, this January. Um, my co-host Luis put a tweet out asking, hey, does anybody want to do a podcast? And I had just moved back to Sacramento from the Bay Area uh, this last summer and wanted to do something fun. And so I reached out probably within 20 minutes of um, him you know, putting that tweet out and jumped on. So we are now 10 episodes in. We just did episode 11 last night, which is kind of cool. And we're, we're having fun. And we, we've met a lot of cool people along the way um, and picked up another co-host and Danny Troy from who was with Los Unicos up in Reno um, and had some issues there. And now is actually a supporter of Sac Republic and was at our opening, um, our home opener. Nice. Well, welcome in. Uh, we're glad to have you. Uh, this is kind of what the USL and the USL family is all about is 
banter through the week when you play them and then just really good people to uh, chat footy with uh, the rest of the rest of the year. We only have to hate Sacramento twice a year and maybe less than that this season. Um, so unlike some other USL podcasts, we actually have a game to talk about. Uh, I know this feels like three and a half years ago, but last week um, SD Loyal went up to Tacoma and played a match in front of coaches and like six and a half supporters up, up on a hill and, um, so let's uh, talk about how this game went. Um, let's first talk about play on the field. Uh, who was who would you say was your man of the match? Let's just go around the horn, Marissa. Um, that was Francis. I don't remember. It's so long ago. <laughs> it feels a while ago. Yeah. A two a henny. Uh, a two a henny. Yeah, he was he was the guy who played up top uh, for the entire ninety. Uh, scored a brace on uh, two really nice crosses, one from Colin Martin and one from uh, Jack Metcalf. Um, another beautiful cross, and we'll talk about that goal in a second. Uh, Chris, who was your uh, man of the match? Same, 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 and Mister Atuhei. And John, you, did you get a chance to uh, check this game out? I did. And anytime you get a brace, that's awesome. But, um, you know, I'm going to go with my local boy, uh, Clementa, for his performance, too. I think he uh, stepped up well for you guys in that, in that defensive role. Had 100 caps for Sac Republic. So, you know, he's got some, he's got some experience. Yeah, Clementa looked good filling in for Joe Greenspan. Those are literally large boots to fill um, in more ways than one, but it's always nice to have a, kind of a backup guy you can step in. And if you're watching us on live stream, uh, just joining us from Orange County is Dylan Allen. How's it going, Dylan? He's on mute. I don't know if he can uh, hear us. Or there he is. How's it going, Dylan? Hey, everyone. Sorry, I'm, I'm very late and also currently in the car as I recall. Wow. It's a wonderful <laughs> outbreak. <laughs> nice. Well, we're glad, glad you can join us. Um, Dylan is one of the co-hosts from the Orange and Black Soccer Cast uh, from the through the BGN network. Uh, Dylan, any uh, observations from the loyal Tacoma? Who is uh, who do you think was the best player on the pitch? If I'm entirely honest, uh, I didn't watch the game because I was busy with school stuff. Um, but I did see that Francis, and I'm not even going to pretend like I'm going to be able to pronounce that last name. It's worth grace. So he's got to be the man of the match. <laughs> yeah, I thought uh, after the match, um, I watched it back again. Um, he was definitely, he's one of those guys who's just kind of in the right spot at the right time. Um, obviously Colin Martin had a heck of a game with, uh, the cross for the assist. Um, I thought Jack Metcalf coming on kind of changed the pace and that one touch pass into Francis for the second goal was that whole play was amazing. Like it was cute. Uh, Lawal holding the ball up, really fighting for it, uh, to get it to Elijah Martin who put a beautiful ball into space, like just a nice ball through beautifully weighted right into the stride of Jack Metcalf one touch in and uh, Francis was able to put it in the net to get that last um, 
that second goal. I do want to point out that last podcast, that's what I said was going to happen at 20 with the late goal to, to win 2-1. So um, I'm a genius for at least uh, till May 10th. Um, anything else, um, anything else strike you from the match kind of overall? Anyone want to hop in and talk about anything that they saw besides Francis scoring a couple goals? I think for the, for me, that it you was, know, I the, do want to point out that, oh, uh-oh. Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead, go for it. take it. All right. You got, um, it. You got it. For me, it was, it was the, the, the pressing, of San Diego loyal. You would never think of that from Landon Donovan in terms of putting so much extra effort into chasing the ball in terms of where it was, but they filled up lanes. They took away, you know, options where there was, you know, a potential through pass. And, and I was rather impressed with the way they, they came out and they were set up uh, formation wise and also how they were able to, to break down lanes. It was interesting to see uh, both Yair Jean. Uh, and Jerome Yome, like they would find themselves on opposite sides of the pitch. Like I had them set up one way and I was watching. And I was like, wait a minute, they're over here, but wait a minute, they're over there. Like the, the, the fluidity in the midfield really allows them to do that. I think with the guys kind of, uh, you had your kind of center, Colin Martin, Beverly, uh, Macangila, Eric Avila kind of held through the center. And those wings were were able to kind of switch sides from time to time based on where the ball was. So, uh, yeah, that high press was nice to see after not really happening against Vegas. Chris, what were you going to say? Uh, yeah, just the fact that, you know, um, Loyal obviously were on frame a lot more than Tacoma, you know what I mean? And, uh, I mean, just looking at that, I mean, 13 shots, eight on goal. I mean, that's a very big difference from Tacoma's 12 and 2. Two on goal. So, you know, obviously just, just hitting target a little bit more. Um, and I think the only of it number that's kind of large, you know, is the number of tackles. I mean, Tacoma, 27 to Loyal, 16. So, I mean, just looking at how much Tacoma was really trying to create, uh, you know, for their own sake. You know what I'm saying? I mean. Yeah, seeing Justin Dillon in the lineup, um was a little bit scary. He's kind of a bench MLS guy up and down. Um, and he yeah. can do some damage in the USL. Uh, so I was like, we didn't even talk about him last pod because I wasn't sure where he would show up. And then all of a sudden with all of the game cancellations and stuff, it seemed to make sense. Uh, but having him up top really gives you a little bit of extra talent that you might not normally get from Tacoma. Um, and usually they play a pretty high press as well. So it was a pretty interesting game to see who was going to win. Uh, that battle. Um, Marissa, you have anything uh, you want to add to that or you want to talk about? There was like 15,000 watch parties. Uh, so I don't know if you want to chat about what your experience was down in the South Bay at Three Punk Ales. Three Punk was, it was kind of like the beginning of the social distancing. I believe people were recommended not to go out, but there were still a handful of people at. Um, at uh, three punks. Let me try to see if I can put this picture up on, on the screen. Uh, uh, let's see Twitter here. Hold on one second. Um, can you guys see that? We're loading on the, on yeah. the stream. Yeah. So, hey. so this is, this is the crowd, uh, over like at, um, three punks. Uh, there's five of us. 
well, five sitting down and then maybe like three or four like up, you know, on the stools and stuff. And then there was maybe five other people in the in the bar. So it was a little we didn't have sound, though. So we looked kind of funny. We were, it was like a hardcore music, you know, metal music playing behind us. Uh, it was a nice experience. And uh, no, we didn't touch hands or anything. We didn't high five when we had goals. So it was a little bit different. <laughs> But I think the next day is when everything um, stopped, essentially. The sports stopped. So I'm yeah. touch my face, Paul. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things um, where I think if they weren't already in Tacoma, <laughs> they might have not played the match. But because they're already in Tacoma, um, I think they went, went ahead and went with it. Um, but, yeah, it was that was kind of the last soccer match for USL. Um I know Liga MX went a little bit further, um, but you know, as far as American soccer, it was kind of that was kind of it. Um, I yeah. was up in North County, and um, there was a good group of us there as well. Um, we did it at uh, Second Chance Brewery where they painted the tifo uh, to give them kind of some love uh, for allowing us to come in and do that. Um, we had sound on, but the commentators were kind of sparse, so it, it almost didn't matter because uh, there was more conversation happening between us and, you know, general frivolity uh, that made oh hey Bruce. Uh, made the the commentary kind of moot. So you weren't missing much, Marissa, with with no sound, um, but it was still an enjoyable match. Um some other things I thought to, that kind of stood out is we identified set pieces as kind of a weakness for the loyal against um, Las Vegas. They were kind of sloppy with the ball. Um, set pieces were not really well choreographed. And to get one goal from a set piece, uh, I think, speaks to, you know, a step up in that department. Um, and then just the getting it was a really clean really clean set piece from Colin Martin into Francis at 20 uh so it was good to see that kind of excitement and that kind of step up and now it's you know we're we're in a holding pattern now um USL just announced May 10th um you know what is what does everyone think of as far as do we think that we get a half season maybe like a Liga MX season where we just play everyone once um, and, or do we think the season is, uh, is Dunsey's John? What do you think? I think honestly, I, I hate to say it, but the way, and we talked a little bit about it prior to coming on, I could see this play schedule if we play it all. Um, there's a lot going on in terms of the, the atmosphere, right? We've, we've seen schools start to talk about being shut down and if that's happening, there's there's no way we're going to be able to see soccer until August. I, that's just my opinion. Do you think they maybe go to closed door instead? Hey, you you test all your team teammates, you quarantine all your teammates uh, or the teams, um, and you can kind of almost guarantee that they don't have it. Do you think they come back uh, closed door, or do we think it's you know it's dunsies until everyone can show up? Honestly, I think for for the league though, you you're. You you pride yourself on your fans, and if yeah. you don't have a fan base that's there, that's yeah. hard. It's also ticket sales. Marissa, what do you think? Um, I think well, I walked by the uh, 
where they train today, this morning, because um, I go walking in the morning out out east, and I don't know when that's going to open up. So are they going to actually get, like, proper training in, even if they were to come back May 10th? Um, when does that open? Because that's also the um, Olympic Training Center, right. um, which, you know, the Olympics are also <laughs> – July 24th, they're supposed to start, which I don't see how they can start if you don't start training in like 30 days. So it's really kind of unknown. I mean, I, I wouldn't want them to come back just to come back um, right. and play through closed doors because as much as I love soccer, like it, it is built on fans. And I think that would be very unfortunate for us to have our new team and then they still play, they play, but they're behind closed doors on every game. It's like, I think you lose a lot of the momentum that you've built up. For I mean, sure. in general, I think it's going to be like that regardless. For so. sure. Chris, what do you, what do you, uh, what are your two cents on that? Honestly, I mean, I think that they'll still keep the season. Um, I, I, they obviously haven't dealt with anything like this, uh, that I could think of. So maybe it's a chance for them to be a little bit more experimental. Maybe it'll lead to something that they do, um, in other seasons. Um, yeah, I, I think they keep it. I don't, I think that, I don't think it's just once for everyone. I mean, I'd be really surprised if that's the way they took it. I just think that it, with getting things out like the Open Cup, they're just going to be cramming the schedule, you know, if anything. Um, you know, I think I think we, we still get it. I don't know, you know. It would be crazy to cancel the season. Um, you know, I just can't see us going, hey, Sacramento, go to MLS, basically, right? Yeah, I think <laughs> – I mean – I mean, there's going to be some conflicts, but is this what gets American soccer onto the rest of the world calendar where they're not playing through the summertime? Like, do you just start in October when everyone else starts and just, like, pick up, like, hey, we played a game, or do you, like, just scrap this whole and then just restart everyone clean with a whole, you know, new season? Hey, Dylan, you want to throw in your, your thoughts on what might be going on with... Yeah. Um, I think you bring up a good point with, about just saying, did people play a game um, and, and trying to replay from there? But given that I think we've got four teams and that haven't played a match yet, and you've got San Diego that's played two and Tacoma that's played two, you can't really just kind of pick up from where it's off. I mean, I think, you know, you say congratulations, but for the, the actual season at the end of it, those aren't going to count. Um, but, you know, San Diego still enjoy your six points. Enjoy the fact that you guys are indefinitely – um, currently leading uh, the, uh, you know, the charge for the USL supporter shield. So there, there, there's a, there's a thing. Um, eat your heart out. Phoenix. This, this totally sucks. Um, yeah. Eat your heart out Phoenix. Um, this definitely sucks because all of my work is sports based and there's, there's no sports right now. So now I'm doing weird things like appearing on podcasts, um, that I'm not actually a part of and I'll be <laughs> announcing some FIFA stuff going going on later so it's it's really weird but this is the better alternative to people um either showing up to games and getting really sick or playing in front of um closed doors i, I do wonder how many teams will be back in 2021 because of this i imagine that a lot of them 
um, hemorrhage money pretty badly. Yeah. And, you know, missing three, four months out of the year, that might, that might do the men at the end of the year. Yeah. Harry just mentioned on Periscope that a lot of these lower teams really thrive, uh, need that ticket revenue um, to, to survive. And I know, um, yeah, closed door might get you through maybe a couple weeks, but, you know, when it boils down to it, these teams need that ticket revenue to survive. And I know I've talked uh, to my wife about, hey, I've already purchased these tickets. Like when the soccer's call and they say, hey, we're going to schedule a refund for the last two home games. You, part of me would just be like, hey, just keep it. Like I've already sent you that money. Like if you if it keeps you from folding, like keep it. But I know that some people aren't in that same economic position to be able to say, hey, all of those tickets that might be canceled – I need that money back, um, and teams are going to have to make some hard decisions about how, who they keep on for how long. The staff, the team, you got contract issues. You know, do you like postpone everything and contracts start with when the new league starts up? There's just so many things that I am glad I do not have to decide because um, inevitably it's going to hurt somebody, um, and we don't want to see teams fold. But that could be a reality that some teams end up having to fold or take a hiatus, but we know how that works in the USL with, we're going to take a year off. And then the one year turns into five years. Um, or it turns into a different team. Right. <laughs> um, you know, the on the flip side is, does, you know, Fresno FC make a reappearance um, and not really miss a season? Like, there's could be some benefits to this, but... Um, you know, we just got to keep our heads up and whenever it happens, it happens and make sure we're there to support it. Um, any other thoughts about that? I, well, I would like to talk a little bit about how people are kind of being forced to think innovatively and, and go virtual when it comes to not just like, not just like playing the games on the field, but how do how does the loyal or any of the other teams or any sports teams continue to keep eat, keep the fans engaged um, so that they don't lose them, not necessarily lose them completely, but you know, hey, we're still here. I mean, it's only what day officially mm-hmm. day five of like no sports really. Like I would say last Thursday oh. was like the day. Um, you know, but I think that's for me being very, um, online and digital, like I'm really, uh, encouraged by the fact how people are changing certain ways of how they're thinking about, you know, staying connected and, and continuing to build that community so that when they do come back and the lights come back on, then they're still there to support. And it's, you know we're all kind of like figuring out how, how to do that in all different aspects of our lives. But, you know, I think it's especially challenging for people that put on public events, you know? So. Yeah. And especially when you have like you, you don't talk about it. It's not in your, you know, front of your, your mind, you tend to forget and you tend to move on to something else. Mm-hmm. I mean, the benefit is there's nothing really else to move on to. Um, and I think that sports still can create those communities to bring people together. Uh, and this is what I talked about on orange and black last night is 
like you have technology available to you to still have face-to-face communications with mm-hmm. friends and loved ones in your community. So take advantage of those. Like I, mm-hmm. I still plan that we can, you know, do this every week and what it looks like every week is definitely going to change. Cause you know, by May we're still not going to have sports to talk about, but you know, we're still going to be human beings getting together and kind of chatting once a week and trying to create content for people. So there's a little bit of normalcy, but I, I do think you're right. It's how does a new team like Loyal, you play two games and now you have to wait four months to play again. Whereas I'm not sure where things are going like in Sacramento, John, but maybe you want to talk about how things are going up there with a team that's been established. Yeah. So at first we were like, okay, what, what's going to happen? And, and yesterday we started to see like rollouts, like, things you can do drills at home that you can do uh that players are doing every every day a different player comes on and uh we had billion yesterday today we had sargis who's one of our young guys go through talking about how to do drills developmental drills for our kids but you know the main thing to think about is is just how difficult this is not for just sports but for everybody mm-hmm. i mean everybody's in a difficult position educators uh people who run businesses small businesses so the only thing we can do is just support one another some way. Um, and, you know, at the same time, don't troll people for negativity and things like that, because I've seen a lot of problems up here, at least in Sacramento with local businesses saying, Hey, don't forget, you know, please tip our, our patron or our patrons, please tip our staff. And somebody was like, Oh, why, why tip them? Because they should be able to live off of that wage. But that's not the, that's not the, that's not what it is. It's, these people are still working they're still serving. They're still doing what they need to do to supply and support their families. Yeah. So in, in the end, you know, it's, it's be a good Samaritan, be a good person and, and do what's in the best interest of everybody because we're all affected by this, not just sports, but our whole communities, which we're as podcasters, we're trying to establish that community. So we have to do what's right by, by ourselves and for our people. Mm-hmm. Down in New Mexico, um, what they've done here to kind of get people kind of tethered in is uh, the local brewery that sponsors New Mexico United um, collaborated with the supporters group, the cursed and ultimately, and the club, the club is basically replaying a match from last year on Twitch currently, which they've been really active on lately. Um, And then the brewery did like $10 off your meal at $25, you know, as you're, sitting online watching this match with the rest of the fan base and, uh, you know, and obviously chatting in live and Twitch. So that's kind of here is, you know, is they're kind of working in tandem with each other more or less. Yeah. I saw, um, Callie comfort put something out today. Um, and I, I think that's something we should definitely highlight is like, those small businesses that really make the communities work. Um, I know it's really big here in San Diego. I'm sure it's the same thing in, um, in Sacramento um, and Orange County, New Mexico is you have these small businesses that are really working on really thin margins. And if there's ways that you can figure out how to support them. And I know, you know, money is always going to be tight, especially right now. People are, you know, People are, aren't sure if their jobs are going to last, and but if you're able to, um, I know uh, they were doing some grub like DoorDash, Grubhub, some restaurants are putting out um, 
you know, they're delivering themselves or doing pickup orders. Like if you're able to get out there and really support those companies um, that have supported, you know, the teams that you follow or just your communities in general, like go out there and, and support them as much as possible. I think if you also, if you can't come down to Spring Valley or, you know, you see that a business is very supportive of their community or relies on their community, um, you know, most of them, if they have online ordering, they have gift cards. So you can always buy gift cards and then come into this, you know, come into the shop when things get back to what we're used to. Um, luckily for us, Cali Comfort is very near near to us. So we were able to have lunch there yesterday. I mean, pick up lunch and then bring it home. Um, but, you know, Sean is a, a good friend of mine and he, you know, I don't know if I should be sharing this, but he like in on the Saturday before everything got shut down, he was down 17% in sales from the year before. So I can only imagine that it's definitely increased since they've had to close their restaurant, you know? Yeah. So that's difficult, right? Like anytime yeah. you do that and it affects everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had to let 12 people go on his staff yesterday, which is like 12 people is a lot of people, you right. know? And that was like immediate. Uh-huh. And that was only because he couldn't handle all of the staff that he already had in place. And that was, yeah you know, just showed the amount of margins that are in this restaurant industry and the service industry. And they're still staying open because there is some people that will need what he has, you know, food or, you know, I mean, there's a lot of restaurants that are doing that, but uh, I have another friend in the restaurant and he's staying open for takeout too, but who knows, you know, if people, if they're not doing marketing, if they're not connected already to the community, it's very, very tough. And then if they want to market and they need someone help you know some help to do that they don't have the money to pay the people to help them so it's it's rough (laughs) yeah i mean that's why we're i think we're continuing to do this brewery go ahead chris yeah we have a local brewery new glory brewery um you know put them on here new glory uh they did a 19 percent um you know quarantine special for people uh off cases of beer and they've done a they've packaged food products with four packs of beer just to get people to generate revenue to to keep them going too. So there's all these little small businesses that are doing doing great things to try to keep themselves going, which is awesome. Yeah, and I think the other thing that to point out is, you know, be engaged in your communities because there's people doing some pretty interesting fun things out there. Um, USL Memes is putting together a um, a FIFA tournament on Xbox and PlayStation, um, and our own Andrew Facilianis, is that how you say his last name? Uh, is actually Andrew gonna, V. Yeah, Andrew V. He's going to be playing in that tournament, like for representing oh. SD Loyal. Like the chairman That's of awesome. San Diego Loyal is going to be representing the team in this kind of nationwide uh, FIFA tournament. Um, really cool. two, two Balls, One Mike is putting together. They just did a, a coronavirus cup. Uh, that were involved. The both uh, Fairweather and Sacktown are both involved in. Uh, they're doing like just simulations. They're going to do some like play-by-play kind of deal, and it's just really about trying to create some content and and make sure people stay connected. Uh, so I encourage you guys to to check that stuff out. I'm sure you know if things continue to go this way that you know another tournament will pop up or. Uh, I think 1868 Weekly is trying to get a BGN 
uh, Rocket League thing going. Uh, so people are really trying to bring the community together. And if you um, are sitting on your couch and you don't feel connected, like get out there on social media, hit somebody up, put out your gamer tag, um, yeah. go on Google Hangouts. Like there are I'll things. I'll do a virtual hangout with people. I think I'm going to do um, a Friday happy hour. Yeah, you posted like, that. I'm going to do it and I'm going to like invite like six people and we're going to like hang out on Facebook or Twitter. I don't know. My wife did a Google hangout of a wine night like two nights ago and like seven of her friends all sitting around on, on (laughs) their computer with wine. I'm like, Oh man. Yeah. Hopefully not a bad idea. Right. That's what we're doing. That's what Uh, we're doing right now. Pretty much. Um, that reminded me, um, the foot foot golf tournament that we talked about last week. Um, Alan uh, is definitely being postponed because um, that was supposed to be on April 19th. And uh, we benefit on one of the local nonprofits um, that's like autistic kids and all of that. And um, they're so this week, we're this weekend, I think maybe Saturday, we're going to do an EPL trivia live inside the EPL supporters group on Facebook. Nice. So that'll be fun. And um, I'm not sure if they're going to do like the raffle prizes or whatnot, but uh, we're trying to figure out all those details, which luckily we can do StreamYard and stuff like this for that. But that's, you know, switching that whole like public facing event to like virtual and really being innovative and doing a trivia would be really fun. And I hope we can pull it off um, until we get back to like what we're used to, you know, so. I, I'm I'm excited for it, but I think it's you can't do foot golf virtually, unfortunately. <laughs> but you can definitely get together and you know do some type of alternative to that and still raise money for the charity. Yeah, and I think one thing to point out is you know this is temporary. This will there will be an end to this. Uh, where when it yeah. happens, I don't think you know no one's going to be able to predict that as. As accurate as I was with last week's uh, with last week's prediction, um, I don't think anyone's going to accurately predict it. It could be not that long. It could be a little bit longer than we think. But um, it's important that we uh, continue uh, to help one another out, um, be kind to one another on the internet, um, check in with one another. Um, I said this last night too, like. If you have friends that you know are living by themselves, um, check in on them. You know, make sure that they know. Make sure you know that they're all right, and you know, call your loved ones frequently. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's going to be really important that we we kind of change our behavior. Um, Dylan, uh, anything that you noticed out there on the interwebs that um, are worthwhile checking out or some other recommendations that people can do to stay sane when we're self-isolating distance-ness? Yeah. um, You can still legally go outside, just stay away from people. So I've I've seen some people go to the beach um, because it's not Florida and the weather's been kind of terrible down here. So the beach hasn't been particularly uh, a popular place to be. Um, other than that, just look out for a, a sense of normalcy. I know uh, I got some, we got some feedback last night, but it was it was nice just to have the podcast on Tuesday night. 
for people to mm-hmm. watch and listen in and, and just some normalcy, even if we don't really have anything to talk about. I think that's all kind of what we need at this point. Um, and then also turning off the news because there's only so much. Uh, mm-hmm. I know this is changing every minute. There's only so much you can really mentally deal with hearing. Um, right. It's just gut punch after gut punch and after gut punch of these many people now have it and this famous person got a test, but you know maybe you or someone you know um, needs a test and can't get one. So you know, try and live your life. <laughs> Just try to be normal, yeah. I guess. I I definitely would identify with the going outside thing. I think people are like, oh, I need to know what's the latest update and need to be on social. And, like, I need to figure out how I'm going to navigate this work-from-home life. And I had noticed that I was really taking on a lot of the anxious feelings that everyone was having and trying to solve people's problems. And I realized, okay, like, I got to disconnect and get back into my routine of not being online. And it's tough for me to not be online because that's kind of my business. Um, but it really does help with mental, your mental strength during this time because there's a lot of unknowns. Um, you know, So that, that's for me. I know it's just turn it off. If it's affecting you, your brain hurts, turn it off. You know, so. Shut it down. Yeah, I know, Marissa, you work from home a lot. And you were posting a lot about some suggestions for people who are transitioning to that. And I thought those were really, um, yeah, really positive to think about stuff as easy as like, Hey, get up and put on real clothes in the morning. Like do your regular routine about getting ready and like, don't just hang out in pajamas all day. And I know I've struggled with that Mm -hmm. a little bit past couple days. Um, Mm -hmm. but any, any pointers to us new work at homers, uh, from yeah. from a grizzled veteran, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I wake up at 5 a.m. Oh. I go for a walk at 6. It's about an hour walk. And whether it's the walk, well, it used to be the gym, and now I'm not doing the gym, but it's an outdoor walk. And I come home, take a shower, have my coffee, have breakfast, and then, like, around – uh, like eight, I'll, re- I'll be ready to work. And that's kind of what your normal routine is. If you work eight to four, eight to five, whatever your schedule is. And I know yesterday or two days ago, I, I like didn't get ready, like didn't go for my walk. And I felt out of it. Like I just wanted to sleep all day because it was raining and, you know, all of this that, and all the changes, you know, it's just kind of like do what you would if you were going to the office and treat your workspace and your work as work and try to disconnect from home life um, because it can get meshed really well. And, you know, reach out to people. I think it's really important to reach out to people and do like video calls because um, as much as people are like, oh, I love staying at home and I don't care about it. Like, I think as humans, we are, we do enjoy that human interaction as much as everyone says, oh, I hate people, you know, <laughs> but um, just talking about, you know, the weather, like, that's like something that's like not a big deal, but oh, like, oh, rain today, or like, there was a spider in my backyard this morning, you know, like, that's who do you tell that to if you don't have anyone, one in your house or like, you know, coworkers that you would talk to by a water cooler. So I think it's really important to figure out your routine and, and get on and get on video. I think it's important to see people's facial expressions. Cause then you can really tell if they're okay. Right. You know? um, and 
join those random things, do something different, you know, use this opportunity to do something that you wouldn't do and step outside of your comfort zone. Cause I think it's really important now when we have that opportunity and there's all these different things going on that we can uh, keep ourselves busy in our minds um, from going crazy. <laughs> right. Some suggestions about Google Hangouts, if we're going to use it, it's super easy, but uh, headphones are a, uh, uh, I don't say a must, uh, but we had our first digital staff meeting today with 50 people and it was an absolute poop show for the first five minutes with everyone having their mics on and like feedback loops like crazy. And then it's like, Hey, you guys, you know, I'm just going to start muting people. Like I knew how, cause that's what we use for orange County is we use Google Hangouts. So I was like, I know I can mute all these people. So I started muting all these people to make sure feedback loops weren't happening. Cause I learned that lesson the hard way early on. Uh, so headphones, your, your, you know, if you just have a auxiliary Jack headphones, your computer mics yes. work great. Uh, your headphones for your phone work great. Um, yeah, it was some, there's a small little learning curve, but Google Hangouts, Zoom, whatever you're going to use, uh, just, you can see each other. I think it just, um, what I learned last night from Orange County is just seeing each other, talking to each other, like keeping a normal, like, all right, every Thursday we're going to have a Google Hangout for like an hour and we're just going to hang out or every Friday we're going to celebrate making through the week. Like you would go out to a bar for, you know, happy hour on a Friday, TGIF, like still do that. Like still find those moments to not self isolate mentally, like get out there because mental health is a legit concern. So connect, Mm -hmm. stay connected. Yeah. And, you know, check out Marissa's Twitter feed for some of her pointers for working at home. They were great. They were like, my wife and I talked about them early this week of like, all right, we got to make sure we're trying to maintain a little bit of normal. Like we're turning this room right now. It's normally just a guest room into like a little bit of an office. So she has a place to work. I have a place to work. And so we just gonna have to, you know, navigate these things a little bit. How, how is it working there with her there too? Like both of you? Uh, so far so good. Like, (laughs) well, like this, we did this a lot when she was in law school, like when she was studying for the bar, uh, the whole summer I had the summer off and she was working like eight hours a day, every day watching videos and studying. And, um, it's a little bit weirder now that I have to do some work, but with spring break coming up and they told us not to do any teaching this week. Um, I think it's going to change, uh, when we get back and I'm actually going to have to do some distance learning, teaching and kind of figuring out, who's going to use what space when and, but her work is super flexible. Um, so it is a lot of communication and, you know, you're just going to have to figure out, you talk to each other all the time anyway. Um, right. and we actually like each other where it works out like for <laughs> now, for now, I guess, um, for now you're we like each other. What three? <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, we've had some practice with, you know, with teaching your, I'm home a lot in the summertime. Um, and, she works, she needs like a little bit of sound to work anyway. So mm-hmm. we'll throw a TV show on and I'll read or I'll work a little bit with a TV show going on in the background. Um, but we, we know each other well enough that I know which buttons not to press. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's my sound or yours, but. Oh, I have the dog. That's the, that's the craziest part is the dogs, I think, are the, the ones that are the having the both the best time because we're home all day, but also the worst time because it's like they get a little cabin fevery. But, um, right, yeah, John. So, uh, 
you've also transitioned to this kind of lifestyle. What have any pointers for uh, some of us newbies who are transitioning over? Enjoy, enjoy it while you can. Um, at least for me, I have, I have three young children. You know, my oldest is five. My daughter, she's, uh, she's two going on 18 and my, my youngest is almost one. So, you know, for me, it's about spending time with them, getting to connect. They think it's winter break. Um, you know, my son's in kindergarten. So he's like, dad, I got, I got to do this. I have, I have math. So it's like Khan Academy all day for him. But I also found today, my wife actually set them up after her wine night, they'd talked about doing a show and tell with his four, with his friends down in the Bay area. Oh. So they did like a two hour Google hangout between him and seven other little guys and girls and just enjoyed each other's company via, via Google Hangouts. And then we went for a walk. I mean, we live in a, in a nice neighborhood. Nobody's out. Everybody's kind of doing their thing. So, you know, for the most part, if you have young children, enjoy, enjoy the opportunity to, to spend time with them. And if you are an adult who's not quite there with kids, you know, enjoy the time that you get to kind of self-evaluate your situation, you know, your passions, your, your, your energy and efforts about what you what you really want to do and, and find a passion and a path that you know you can stick with and that you're going to enjoy nice very good advice yes yeah so i think the plan is that we'll be back uh every week uh to kind of check in with each other and i mean we'll probably have some updates for the two balls one mic tournament uh we'll have some updates for usl memes tournament um and we'll just kind of check in with each other and talk about things that we've kind of experienced, maybe a book that we've been reading. Um, so we'll, we're going to try and create some content. We've reached out to the team to do some you know, player highlights and kind of introduce some players that maybe don't get as much uh, attention as maybe like a Irvin Para or a Sal Zizzo. Um, and so we reached out. So you might see some interviews um, coming through your feed. Uh, depending on um, player availability, but also, you know, some of the players, their English, it might not be their strength, uh, and they might not be super comfortable doing a live uh, video interview. Um, but we're going to try, for those players, we're going to try and create like a written, uh, a write-up to kind of introduce you. So we're going to try and create some content for you guys uh, to kind of try to keep things as normal as possible. Um, and then plus, because I enjoy talking to you. So um, we're going to come back every week. Uh, maybe we'll pull some guests in uh, from around the USL, introduce you to some people from around the league that uh, hopefully you'll get to hear from once we start playing. So that's kind of the plan. Uh, if there's some things that you would like us to cover or talk about or questions that you have, uh, hit us up on the Twitter machines. Uh, reach out to us individually on our social medias, um, and we'll be glad to interact with you guys. Like I said, we're... We're figuring this out with you guys as well. We're not experts at anything, really. I mean, Marissa's an expert at working at home. Uh, so if you have questions about that, hit her up. Um, I'm sure she'd love to share her expertise. Um, yes. So with that in mind, uh, we're going to have people tell where, tell each other where we can find you. Uh, Marissa, where can we find you on the interwebs? You can find me at hashtag Marissa on Twitter, Instagram, and I'm on all the platforms, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, John, where can we uh, where can we find you? Um, at Sacktown FC um, on Twitter and on Instagram. And then we are also 
trying to get subscribers for YouTube uh, to get a YouTube live for uh, Sacktown FC podcast. And then also uh, we have a Facebook page uh, too that's dedicated to us for potential oh, merch and everything else. Nice. Well, hey, Chris. And Chris. Chris just got back on. So gnarly. <laughs> Where can we find you on the internet? <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at by Chris Walker on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, wow. Radio voice. Very interesting. Uh, And Dylan, where can we uh, follow your musings? You can find him at OCSC underscore Dylan on on Twitter. Because I wasn't sure. Yeah, that'll work. We'll put the other one. Yeah. Yeah. You can also find my personal stuff at OCSC underscore Dylan or slash you slash OCSC underscore Dylan on Reddit. But Dylan looks like a person. Awesome. <laughs> and uh, he's from uh, Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Um, do some good work. Uh, they're good friends of mine. Um, and then you can find me at A Underwood Forty Eight on the Twitter machines. Um, like I said, I have extended spring break this week, and then regular spring break the next two weeks. Uh, so if you want to send me, uh, hit me up on the Twitter machines. Um, also, please follow at Fair Underscore Pod on Twitter. Um, and uh, hit the like or subscribe button on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. If there's not a podcast app we're on yet that you like to use, we will definitely, definitely put it on there for you. So if there's not a native podcast app that you uh, that we're on, we'll hit that up. Um, yeah, Paul, we're just trying to you know help each other through it. Like we're going through the same thing, so uh, trying to. Um, have a little bit of normal through this and we'll get through it. And, um, I said, we'll see you guys, uh, next week. If you're doing the live, uh, hit us up, follow us on YouTube. We go live every Wednesday. And if not, we'll, uh, we'll be in your ear holes through your podcast app. So thank you for stopping by and we'll see you guys next time. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Keep your hands away from your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Bye everyone. This and every episode is brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network. You can find other podcasts on bgn.fm. The Fairweather Podcast is also sponsored by Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Tired of the same old uniforms and cookie-cutter templates from Nike and Adidas? Looking for a unique, completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday league squad, adult, or even pro team? Icarus FC can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kit today at IcarusFC.com.